You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, welcome back to the Oz Network for yet another season of The Amazing Race. Uh, but I guess for the Oz Network, the first full season of The Amazing Race US, we're going to do. We say full season now to commit ourselves to it, so we have no way of backing out. Uh, like our unfinished season 29 episode, which is still out there and may still be released one day. Who knows? Maybe on some best of compilation uh, for another year. But uh, my name is Colin, and I ate 141 hard-boiled eggs in five minutes and 59 seconds. And I'm Rossi, and I've goat this. <laughs> oh man, the goat yoga! Wow. <laughs> um, I I would just like to say right off the bat. I did a little pre-season research. I had no idea what goat yoga was going into this episode. I watched this episode. I still have no idea what goat yoga is. So uh, that's my mission by the end of the season to understand what goat yoga is. Uh, this is season 30 of The Amazing Race US. Uh, season 25 was a silver anniversary. Do we have an anniversary for the 30th? Rossi, you're good at quick research. What's a 30th anniversary? I don't know. It could be crystal... Um... I know you're supposed to give someone like when you're married, like an anniversary gift. It's like special every year, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna find out what it is. Um, diamonds it's, is usually the thirtieth wedding anniversary gift. It is the diamond anniversary of the Amazing Race, uh, and who would have thought it would ever go thirty seasons? Uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit just about the Amazing Race in thirty seasons here uh, at some point of this episode as well, but. This one is funny because I remember at the end of 29 in that very special episode people have yet to hear, (laughs) we uh, discussed whether this was kind of the end for the Amazing because they had renewed it for season 30, but they're like, oh, we're going to air it mid-season. And it was also kind of weird, I guess, coming off of season 29, and we can give our thoughts yet again, but first time for the audience here, (laughs) on, um, I guess, what happened with season 29, where for whatever weird reason, they decided to start the show a week later than was necessary so they could finish during May Sweeps. And I don't even know if May Sweeps matters anymore. I mean, it seems to matter for every show but The Amazing Race. But it was just odd. The show finished in June. Uh, there was still a little fanfare with it. It took them forever to get the show out there, even though it was filmed like almost a year ahead of time. And then they said season 30, and we were kind of saying probably the final season. What are your thoughts now going into season 30 with the way that they're treating this diamond anniversary here? Do you think the show is going to survive for a 31st season? Um, well, I feel like everyone who's an Amazing Race fan has said for the last, like, five seasons, oh, this is the last season. Mm-hmm. Like, 25 came, was 25 the... Silver. Dating? No, that or was 26. Was that regular? Yeah, season 25 okay. was the, the cyclists and the, um... Oh, okay, okay. Surfers. Okay, then I'll just backtrack. For the last four seasons, I feel yeah. like everyone's been like, oh, this is the last season. <laughs> like, they did, they jumped the shark with this blind dating twist. Mm-hmm. And then they did social media, and then they're doing this champion edition. So I feel like everyone's like, okay, they're doing a gimmick. Okay, it's the last season. So, but it's still holding on, so I don't... I feel like I'm just going to drop this, like, this is the last season, like, because I'm going to constantly be surprised. Like, I'll be surprised if they drop it, but I won't be surprised at all if mm-hmm. they continue, you know? It's like... I think it's been getting better. Like, I think we, we raved a lot about season 29 mm-hmm. in our unaired podcast yeah. <laughs> um so i think that there's only room to go up and this episode is pretty wild so like i i think the amazing race is on a on a high right now despite being in like the worst time slot ever 
Yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) the worst time slot. Give me an idea of how bad this time slot is in America, because I'm going to give you very interesting uh, statistics here on the Canadian time slot it's in, but what's the competition that it has in America right now? Oh, God, I don't even know. Young Sheldon? I (laughs) I, I really don't know. I mean... you can go. I'll I'll look it up. Well, this is the thing. Here in Canada, I've been talking about this for so many seasons. Amazing Race US is still a top five show in Canada. Sometimes you could say top three show in Canada. I mean, the last couple seasons still rank all the way up there. And this is the first time the Amazing Race has been off Canadian network television in 30 seasons. And this is coming off of season 29 where it was still a top five, at least a top 10 show. And I was really trying to figure those because I, I I have it like saved on my PVR where it just automatically records a series. I'm like, why isn't it recording Amazing Race this week? And then I look and it's not on CTV, but it is on CBS, obviously. So I'm thinking, well, maybe there's some type of conflict and they're going to air it an hour later. I know for, there was one season where Amazing Race was being aired an hour earlier here in Canada that was even in America. So I thought maybe they're mixing it up and it's going to be later. Or it's at a different date. And look, it's completely off TV. The reason is because the X-Files show came back, which in, I guess, America, the X-Files show is kind of like a cult show. Whereas here, that is like the size of the Amazing Race. And CTV really just had to choose, do we want to air the X-Files or do we want to air Amazing Race? And they chose to dump the Amazing Race, which is weird because... They've invested so much in the Amazing Race franchise. Amazing Race Canada is their number one show, period. And yet it's completely gone. So, I mean, maybe that just shows the power of the X-Files or uh, maybe that just shows the show is losing a little bit here. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a weird season for Amazing Race Canada to be airing when it doesn't even air the American version. Okay, so I looked up, I'm looking up next week's lineup for the the 10th which is the second episode airing and it's not as bad as i thought it would be it's competing against the goldbergs on abc which is comedy blacklist which is good the new x files is also airing at the same time so that may be a tough competition but it's not as bad as i thought i just think wednesday is a bad night and eight o'clock is just a bad time like most people would probably prefer nine and like a Thursday or something like that. Well, I mean, this is Survivor's but, time slot too, isn't it? I have no idea. I think it is. <laughs> and and that's the other thing we should bring up. And Well, just before I move on to that, just going back to the Canadian ratings, and this is where I think, you know, the show, I don't know how it works because obviously it's all about advertising dollars for the commercials. So the Canadian ratings don't matter so much for CBS. You know, obviously there's revenue for selling the show to, you know, a Canadian network, but if you look at not season 29, but season 28, the average amount of viewers The Amazing Race was getting was about five and a half million. The average Canadian ratings for Amazing Race that season were one and a half million. So basically you're looking at, you know, maybe a quarter uh, of the viewership comes from Canada. And when you consider that Canada is one-tenth the population, I mean, that's huge. That's like so much bigger here. And the X-Files scares it off. And uh, the other thing to really notice, and I think we had kind of gone back and forth just about you know this, this weird um, scheduling plan they had for it this season. It's not only that they're you know putting it on mid-season, but it's going to be, I guess, an average amount of episodes, but there's going to be like a ton of double episodes this season because the show basically has to be done by the end of February when the Olympics start. So I guess the idea is that we're going to have 
it in this time slot. The Olympics is going to run, and then Survivor starts in this time slot after that. But I don't know. We have less than two months to go through an entire season of The Amazing Race, and it just it seems like it's going to be very rushed this season. What's the not to like totally go off topic topic here, but what's the one Survivor airing? One's Ghost Island showing. Oh uh, well, now I'll have to look this up. We really should do our research on this show. <laughs> um, well, I just didn't realize that it was such so rushed because I like I kind of forgot that the Olympics were so mm-hmm. monumental and taking up airings of TV stuff. Okay, so it looks like Survivor is going to, I guess, go head to head with the Olympics because uh, Ghost Island starts February twenty eighth. Uh, and obviously, Amazing Race is going to be done around that time. They may do it kind of like Big Not- Brother, because uh, I know with Big Brother, they uh, will have, I guess, the final episode will air the night that Survivor premieres usually. So maybe they're going to do something like that. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be done this in, in six, seven weeks or something like that. Wow. That seems so quick. And I mean, obviously, there are non-eliminations and stuff like that. Uh, it's going to kind of take away our buffer week because as the, you saw with the Amazing Race Canada, the way we kind of cover it on this show is, you know, if there's a non-elimination, we'll just hold off and do a double episode the following week. Um, we probably won't have a lot of that because uh, I'll bring the schedule up here at some point, but we'll, we'll jump into the episode right now and then we'll go over what this schedule is going to look like for the last year. But going back to kind of the original thought here, is this going to be the last season? I mean, yeah, everybody has been saying that and I was 100% convinced when season 30 was announced, they're just going to want season 30 and then they're going to be done with it. But they seem to be making a big deal, at least in this episode, they're making a big deal. And I guess with the, the big crowd at the beginning, which we also saw in season 25, uh, Justin and Diana pop up. Hello, Justin and Diana. <laughs> uh, we'd love to have you on the show <laughs> one of these days. But um, I don't. It, it doesn't feel like they're phasing this out. You know, I know with with American Idol, when they knew it was the last season, they made a big deal about it being the last season. And then look what happened. They dumped the show and it's picked up by another network. You know, I, I'm 100% convinced if CBS dumps The Amazing Race, somebody else picks this show up. Um, but I'm not so much thinking it's the, the end of the line now for Amazing Race, but it does feel like they're sort of winding down and taking the, the priority of Amazing Race away. And maybe we will start getting these shorter seasons, or maybe they'll make it even shorter than this. Who knows? But you kind of alluded to your thoughts on the episode here. So, I mean, just give us kind of a brief, uh, a brief opinion on what you thought of the premiere of the diamond. Is it, it was a diamond or crystal diamond, the, the diamond premiere of the amazing race. Um, well, I did think it was interesting that the amazing race took a, a pl- page out of the survivors playbook in not doing something monumental for their 30th season. Mm-hmm. Survivor had the same thing. They're, they're like, we're not going to do a returning player season. They ended up doing it next season after that. But they didn't do anything crazy. Just a regular, you know, tribe division twist and nothing over the top. And then the Amazing Race here was like, okay, casting may have played a big role. They talked a lot about the competition and competitive and, you know, intense players. But nothing crazy. Yeah. I mean, that we've seen yet. I mean, we're only one episode in. But... There's no talk of express passes or U-turns or yields or anything ridiculous yet. So that's a positive sign for kind of not jumping the shark and not going overboard. Um, the episode was good, I felt like, but the editing was awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, I like, I'm, I never really pay attention much to editing and like storytelling and that. But this was like horrific. We didn't get any talk about pre-flights from getting to the u.s to iceland like usually they're like two t- two flights 
and they'll divide it up only five teams on the first, but there was nothing. They were immediately out of the New York and all of a sudden in Iceland, there was no cab scenes. There was no difficulty navigating. And I remember when this happened live, like when they were doing this in October and I was like sending you clips of like people getting in cabs and there was nothing like there was some more of that on YouTube than we did on the actual episode. Mm -hmm. And they edited the teams weird. Like they had clips in the beginning, like we saw Jessica and Cody, but we didn't get to see the goat ladies until they were in Iceland. It was just like crazy. And I thought the challenges were fair and the ending was crazy for a first leg unexpected yeah i also kind of agree i think that maybe there was a good episode in here but there was just there was some production problems and definitely editing problems although i will say i appreciate what they were doing with this episode it's just the execution was totally off because i've been wanting one of these seasons where we just get introduced to the teams right away and what we've kind of had for the last couple seasons of Amazing Race is more they'll spend the first 15 minutes just showing everybody booking their flights and introducing the characters through all the stuff in the cabs like you were talking about. This was, hello, my name is, and you know this is what I do, and I'm a professional eater. Um, breaking it up did feel very weird, but at the same time, I think we did get more time with these teams. Maybe I'm just picking that up more because as far as my preseasons, we'll talk about our preseason picks later on, uh, because CTV has no coverage of this, you know, if I had been at home, I just would watch YouTube, but I was out of the house studying while this was, uh, or while we were getting ready, you know, for this episode to air. So I'm trying to do my preseason picks before the episode goes on. And I'm thinking I can see the profile videos. And of course it's blocked here and CTV has no access. So I had to go just off of the profiles themselves. So I really like the profile videos, but it took a lot of time away from the episode because I counted 12 minutes into this episode before anything really happens. And then it's just like you said, they jump from you know New York City to Iceland and they were just there. And then the other weird thing in this episode, and I don't know if the issue is that there's a lot of stuff that got cut or they just didn't have much to work with because everybody seemed to be lost in this episode, but there wasn't like a big deal about it. Like once or twice, somebody's like, oh, we're lost. And they just sort of laughed it off. Like maybe the teams are too passive on the season because the drama just seemed to be stripped out of what could have been a lot of interesting stuff here. But yeah, the end, there was obviously a lot going on there, but even still, something kind of a little bit flat about it, in my opinion. Okay. I think that the um, the dull um, shot task, like the drink the shots, mm-hmm. was a little bit of a letdown for the task right before the ending. Mm-hmm. I think that may have like affected the the read of the competition because if they were reversed i think it would have been a lot more interesting yeah like obviously it wouldn't make sense for the pit stop if they were like in the city and then they went back to the country and then they're back in the city but it it was just a bit of a like a momentum killer and we got so much on that those girls parking the car yeah like (laughs) why did we like obviously i thought they were gonna come back to that nothing happened from it like yeah it was like they the other girl got out and the other girl got in and they're like yay we got it (laughs) i mean it matters because they were end up they were the eliminated team Mm -hmm. but like it was just like we spent more time with them than we did with like the twins or the musicians or like it was just like what the hell yeah the twins like they're on this season and i remember reading the profiles and thinking oh yeah they're gonna be a huge deal on this season they're twins they're firefighters they barely existed, and I actually forgot they were on. I probably saw them check in. I probably saw them on this episode. I forgot they were on the season until you mentioned them right there. That's how non-existent they were. 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the crazy thing is, like, a lot of the teams had ridiculous race outfits on the day at the starting line. Mm-hmm. Like, the Eaters were wearing jumpsuits. Makeup. Yeah, and then um, the Twins were wearing jeans and flannel shirts. <laughs> and it's like, why are you racing in, like, uh, it's just, and, like, the, those were the two of the teams that became the most invisible. Like, the most, mem- like, notable there, and just, like, gone. You know what's even funnier with that is that I, I, I double-check this. Every single team was dressed identically except for the basketball players. So, like, did, were they just, you know, throwing some diva tantrum on that day or something like that? And it's like every other team is wearing identical shirts, identical pants. Like, they are in costume, basically. And the basketball players are like, no, nah, we're not doing that, which is kind of weird. Um, the other thing which we can also talk about is the new credits. And I was actually really <laughs> upset by these new credits because – as cheesy as they are, I miss those shots of you know the, the the really bad poses where they're they're you know juggling together or whatever it is the team's theme <laughs> is. Uh, in this case, we could have had two guys like deep throating hot dogs together or something, but <laughs> we get none of those shots. It's just poses. You do have to say if they're investing in new credits, they're probably going to keep the show around a little while. But all of my disappointment, so. all of my disappointment was gone when we saw Phil gets his own credit now, which is my profile pick. That's amazing. <laughs> like this man has deserved it for so long. Uh, do you like the new credits, or do you, do you at least appreciate what Phil's the recognition he's getting for this? Um, thankfully we're recording this, so we don't have to like say jot this down. But Colin, you and I share the exact same opinion on this. Yes, <laughs> we are hundred percent in sync. I agree with you completely. This is a rarity for everyone. Rarity. And it'll never happen again until we record Unreal. Uh, Probably not. Um, But yeah, I I was like, what is this garbage? (laughs) Like, it was just like, it was so bad. And like, at least I'm glad I still had like those um, like stock images of like race locations and stuff. But I would, I like, I love seeing like, the intro when they're like doing stuff in their real life and then when they like change the intro halfway through the season to like when they're doing tasks and stuff mm-hmm. like bethany and adam doing this like surfing challenge and then all of a sudden they're like doing something and then they're moving on to the next team and it's just like this like green screen stuff was just not a thing and then when it it all dissipated when i saw phil yeah it's so good he gets more credit for this than jeff does yeah, but I guess to be fair, Phil is on this episode far less than Jeff is in Survivor. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing is that I remember when the show started. I mean, Phil was—he wasn't even there throughout the episode so much. You—you you sort of just saw him. Remember the very first season, <laughs> Phil only appeared when the last team is being checked in. Like he couldn't even bring himself to be there for you know teams one through ten. And look how far we've come. Where now he has—we had our fun facts about Phil. I mean, this guy's. You know, a huge star. He, he's the only reality show host that gets his own credit. I don't even think Ryan Seacrest got his own credit on American Idol or anything. So, yeah, the the, the Amazing Race starring Phil Kagan here. Um, outside of that, we basically jumped right to Iceland. But first of all, you mentioned we all kind of knew about the start of this race and all the footage and everything. And, you know, as usual, we get some contestants there. Justin and Diana got their faces popping up on screen for a second. Uh, did you spot anybody else other than Justin and Diana in that crowd? Um, not that I noticed. I would, I maybe would have to go back and like rewatch it or something. But it was a lot better than what uh, was it? I think it was twenty five mm-hmm. when they were in Times Square, 
And then Phil's like, we've got some Erasing Race alums here. And it's like, no one recognizable. Yeah. It was like, random crowd. And it was like, who is the fan? Who's the alum? At least they didn't do anything awkward like that. But we did have that weird... Um, I'm like going off of your question completely, but we did have the weird um, questions like, are you intimidated by anyone here? Yeah. Which was brand new. I don't think that's been done before. Usually he's just like, you've got your two bags and you got your destination. You win a million dollars and the amazing race and it's go. And But there was this like long conversation. The other thing with the, as far as the interaction with the teams is also on the end you know, I kind of mentioned we had like Phil, you know, chatting it up with uh, a few of the teams. It seems like maybe the, the show's going out of their way now to say, Phil, we want you to interact with everybody. And he's bringing in Miss Iceland too, which I love too. <laughs> Would you believe this guy sleeps on this guy's couch? What a loser, huh? <laughs> uh, what were some of the other ones he has about the, the big feet? Um, uh, what do you do for, yeah, like what do you do for a living? We eat competitively. Yeah. Oh, you have big feet. You hide the hot dogs. That's where you keep all the hot dogs. I like Phil interacting with the teams like this. Usually, if he ever did this before, it was very spontaneous. This feels a little bit forced, but I mean, it could be fun to have throughout the season. So I think maybe Phil had to negotiate in his contract. He's like, I want to be the first reality show host to get my own starring credit, starring Phil. And they said, okay, we'll do that, but you got to talk to people more. And he's like, if I have to. Tack on another hundred thousand dollars. I'll do it, uh, and that's how we got this. But yeah, I mean, the, the opening was okay, other than the fact, that, like you said, they just jumped straight to uh, Iceland, and um, the driving really did kill it for me because none of these teams responded, other than uh, was it the goat uh, yogas, goat yogurts? <laughs> what are we gonna call them? Goat yogurt. Yeah, what? <laughs> goat yogurts. <laughs> um. They were the ones who got in the fight, right? The passive one and then the aggressive one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was that was fun, but I also felt like it was maybe putting on a bit of a show. Like, it just didn't feel that authentic. Um, but I liked it because nobody else responded. Like, we were halfway through this episode, and they were cutting back to teams who were still driving. They're like, well, at least now you know why, you know, uh, I never hold the map. And they're just making ah, we're so terrible at the amazing race it just became a joke with these teams killed so much tension in the episode uh and even at the end of the episode like i think it was when the basketball players we're gonna jump all around in this you know no structure here <laughs> um when the basketball players the basketball players were like struggling so bad and it looked like they were setting this up with minutes left in the episode for oh they're obviously the ones who are gone and all of a sudden they check and it's like you're in eighth place i'm like I thought these guys were last place. You're telling me there's three teams left that we haven't seen yet? And then you see the three teams are still driving. Like, I don't know. Something just went terribly wrong with the navigation in this and the timing. And there had to have been a better way to edit this to to make it seem a little tighter than it was. I will say, as I was very excited for this episode for many reasons, because this is the last country I've been in. I was recently in Iceland. Hence your profile pic. Yes, and that's for all the people that are watching this podcast <laughs> take place from my perspective. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was thinking of putting a picture of some goat yoga, but then I changed it to one of my last trip. But to be fair on the editors, a lot of Iceland looks the same. That's the other problem. Yeah. So like you will run into the issue unless the teams are having a fight, telling the best jokes ever or something. Like, it's hard to, like, show all this footage of, like, mountains and mountains or city. And it's just hard to – 
it's hard to present. So I give them credit for trying to splice together the best bits. And I think that's probably why the choppy editing comes in between the fight and the guys arguing and the, the Britney's passive aggressive comments toward her partner and like all that kind of stuff, like looks weird because it's so hard to edit. Like, something that looks like copy and paste Mm -hmm. landscape yeah and that's the other thing i mean it's probably one of the things that contributed to why the teams got lost as well Uh, i mean there there were funny lines like i said i it killed the tension the episode that these teams were just sort of making fun of it you had the one saying you know this is what happens when every time i hold a map somebody else i think it was the it might have even been the twins there one part in the episode where they said i think we're still a day and a half away from you know the uh the roadblock here but outside of that i mean the challenges we had in this episode, did you like them? Uh, we basically had the... We could basically talk about... We'll talk about the first two here. We'll save the last one for last, because I think there's more to talk about on that. Save the best for last. Yeah, the, the, or the worst for last, whatever you call it. But uh, <laughs> the tightrope walk, which I guess it's it's an amazing race premiere tradition at this point, that one of the challenges just had to be some insane stunt where you're just walking across this waterfall on a tightrope. Um, I'm kind of past these two, because although it looks great they don't have enough time in the episode to really show it. And people don't really freak out as much as they used to. Like I, I, I want somebody who's just screaming and terrified and I don't want to do this. And we don't really get that anymore. So I don't know how worth it it is to have except, 30 seconds. Except last season, like the entire winner's arc yeah. was like all about the heights. Like Scott was terrified of it. So I think that, I mean, it depends. Like, I do see what you're saying. Like, it used to be a huge deal. Like, people would take the penalty and not do stuff like that. But, I mean, the last season we talked about officially was Canada 5. And we had freaking Deb in a suit (laughs) doing doing this kind of challenge. So it's like, it's, it's too standard that everyone's expecting it. I wouldn't be shocked if people did this, like, took a class to prepare or something. Like, it's so expected at this point. I think that maybe changing it up a bit would be nice. But, I mean, the challenge was so cool. I think it's so pretty to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, just people, like, hanging over these, like, waterfalls and the water flowing and everything. It looks nice, but it doesn't maybe present as a challenge, yeah. considering they only have to do half the work. Like, it's like one person goes out, and then the other person will pull them back in. Yeah, So I- it doesn't seem super interesting i think you need something that's really grueling on the amazing race and maybe this is something that's more i i look at it with the canadian version i swear somebody either gets injured or drops out of the race you know due to injury almost every first episode of the amazing race canada and that's something that i would like to see them bring over because if you saw the preview for what's coming in uh, later this season they are bringing something from the amazing race canada and that's one thing that i, I prefer about the amazing race canada is that not just is the race a little bit tougher all around, but they start off by basically trying to murder these people on screen and uh, just walking the tightrope and here they're, they're riding with a helmet on in a vehicle and then they're, they're drinking olive oil and uh, Viking tonic. <laughs> nobody's real. Nobody's life's in jeopardy here. Um, and nothing's really that incredible. The second one definitely was the worst, which is sad because it's probably where all the drama unfolded. But again, production mistakes here. You know, you're driving around in these dune buggies uh, or these ice buggies. I don't know what you want to call them. And you're identifying the numbers and the letters on these signs. And then you come back and you undo a puzzle. Okay, that's all good. And what we got out of it was good with like people messing up the O's. One has the accent, one doesn't. 
and not knowing how to spell Ingolfsturg. Do you know how to pronounce that? How do you say Ingolfsturg? Did you? Do you know what it is? No, I don't. I don't even remember how it was spelled. All I remember is four is O and nine is O. Yeah, <laughs> and that's all I got. And and there was some good drama with that. But here's the problem. They made these blocks which are meant to look like ice. And you know they're not because the people are handling them with their bare hands and not flinching. Um, and you can't see what the letters are. So I'm spending this entire episode and it's only when they actually finish and it's showing this is the way it's supposed to be spelled, this is the way they spelt it. And I'm looking at their letters. I'm like, I can't see anything. It's just a block of ice. It was just production-wise, do something. Color the ice. You know, color the letters on it. Something. It just it looks so bland. And... This was the other part of the episode where the other teams were so far behind that I forgot there was anybody in here. So I mean, this this challenge was a complete disaster as far as I'm concerned. Just just from the production point of view, had some interesting ideas behind it, but just didn't work. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of that um, challenge last season in Italy with the you guys know the words on you're on that trolley or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was something you had to memorize, but also at the same time you're inundated with another task like you're you're eating your meal in this case it was you're getting splashed with water every like 10 seconds yeah um so i think there was definitely like a challenge to the challenge like it was definitely not easy like it wasn't something that they could do one two three like it definitely even challenged the yale wizard Um, (laughs) did it ever there was the real entertainment of this episode (laughs) um but it's something sometimes the challenges are so hard to like present to TV, and I think this may be just one of those that it was not easy to present. Plus, they were cutting back the teams that were still on the first mm-hmm. challenge, still lost, still doing goat yoga. Like, it was a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah, the girls that's how they got over their fight was they did yo- goat yoga while driving. <laughs> um, we need to see like a goat challenge. You know that they always have the challenges rigged for every team. We need to see something that yeah. involves goats and yoga. You know, when they visit, uh, I don't know, where were they from again? Somewhere somewhere outside of America that involves goats and yoga. There's got to be places out there. Um, yeah, it was on the, um, what was it, uh, social media season, mm-hmm. having the, like, three dancing challenges yeah. with the dancing team there. <laughs> then the surfing. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, surfing, surfing for Bethany and Adam or whatever on 25 cycling challenges on 25 yeah yeah and you know there's going to be an eating challenge at some point through the season there's pro- probably gonna be something to do with basketball there's gonna music be music challenge for the musicians yeah here's the violin challenge for everybody um the debating challenge <laughs> the debate challenge <laughs> i would love to see a debate that'd be pretty fun having these debaters go up against the goat yoga yeah <laughs> um i, I kind of missed having a uh, detour on this one because they had three challenges and, you know, one was a roadblock. The other two just seemed too easy. Maybe there's a way they could have divided it. We'll get to the last one in a second. I'll just finish off here. Unless you have anything else to add on here other than the Yale team getting beaten by Big Brother. <laughs> like, of all teams, you get beaten by somebody who's on Big Brother. Like, that's got to be humiliating. But anything else you want to talk about in the uh, ice block challenge? Um, well, I want to say I think that it was – I think it was really funny that the – about – was it Alex? And Jessica was like, it's, it's uh, Connor. Connor got yeah. it. And then it's like, oh, wait, that's, that's my partner. What? Yeah, didn't even like, give oh, credit to your own partner. <laughs> you know, misleading information there. Like, Alex was pretty much the star of the entire 
um, challenge because he was like the Gale Wizards and mm-hmm. he's like wrong partner and everything. I mean, he was a pretty, he was probably the best part of this challenge because nothing else was really going on. That and the fact that what the basketball guy helped the goat yoga lady. Yeah. And she got it first and saved them from elimination pretty much. Well, when we get to the elimination, I'll have lots to talk about helping in this one. Um, but before we get to that, let's get to the last challenge. Was this one had a ton of things going on, which is why I think it should have been the detour. Because we have this strongman competition going on. People are pulling cars. Uh, we have these weird Icelandic singers just hum, hum. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's two challenges right there. What's your detour? Do you want to hum or do you want to pull a drum? You know, like, there's there's tons of ways you could have played this one up. And I don't know. Neither of those things, though. You have these two very Icelandic things, strongman and humming. <laughs> and they're like, no, you have to identify what this is, ask somebody what it is, and then drink it. And from the impression I got in this challenge, these don't even think, it doesn't even seem like it's a challenge. Like, it would be like if you came to, you know, Canada and you're like, you know, oh, what's this? Oh, that's poutine. Oh, that's maple syrup. Oh, okay, every person on the street is going to know what this is. And, like, I think one person gave them wrong information, and it probably was, you know, another tourist. But, like, it was a fun uh, challenge anyways, just because of the amount of weird things we had going on in the background. Like, so much here to do in Iceland. Why are we staring at ice blocks and drinking olive oil? Like, I don't understand it. It was one of those, like, um, like Waldo puzzles that you got to, like, find the things. Yeah. There's so many things happening on the scene. <laughs> But you've got to find the, the Black Death, and you've got to find the olive, or was it cod liver oil or whatever. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, ridiculous. There was so much going on. It, it was, it was like, it was weird. I don't know why. Like, I guarantee you those people don't do their weightlifting in the middle of a town square. <laughs> but yet they were doing it. And I, I guarantee you those singers don't perform in public every day. Well, but they, yet they were there. They do, and they have their daily dose of brenovin uh which burns inside of you <laughs> that was the best i think it was just coffee brenovin is coffee yeah well that that was that one tourist was like i think it's coffee it's coffee yeah and then they got that wrong but yeah maybe it's like spiked coffee or something it's drugged coffee it's coffee mixed with cocaine or something <laughs> i don't know um coffee flavored vodka yeah ex- something like that um but who was it there was the the big brother team right now there are a lot of teams that I have there's a lot of promise for like this seems like a fun cast even if the cast is very forced as far as these are their professions this is how they're competitors uh I was shocked how entertained I was by Cody and Jessica like they are insanely entertaining on this episode uh and I think it was Jessica on this where she was like ew gross and then she's like I mean yum (laughs) (laughs) And then when we get to the end, I mean, they're, they're obviously going to be the new Justin and Diana, like so super competitive that they come in second here and they're, yeah, well, we did our best. It was basically like the concession speech of we just lost the amazing race. But then they're like, you know, we can only get better from here, which really we should be going through the teams they check in. But I just want to talk about Cody and Jessica now. Um, we can only get better from here. <laughs> Your second place. So basically they're saying we are going to win. 10 other legs of the amazing race. Uh, I- I'm just shocked. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more later on, but I love them in this episode. Yeah, I have no knowledge of them from Big Brother. I don't watch the U.S. Big Brother anymore. So I I, I don't know many, much about them at all, except Cody, I think. What I was looking at, he won the America's Favorite Player from the last season. Um, but that that's all I really know. 
but it's interesting to see that they're so opposite. Like she's like all over the place, and he's like mm-hmm. literally the most straight faced player we person we've ever seen on like Amazing Race, like in my memory. Like yeah, they're they're the young attractive couple version of April and Sarah, the goat yogas. <laughs> it's just total extremes, which is what you want from an Amazing Race team. Um, I I honestly don't think I've watched more than a single episode. Usually I'll watch the very first episode of Big Brother US and then I'll immediately just get annoyed with it and turn it off. Um, She does look familiar to me because she's very distractingly attractive. Um, So I'm sure I saw her in the first episode. But other than that, like, I couldn't tell you anything about them. When we get to our Did you watch the, um... Sorry not to cut you off, but did you watch the Big Brother episode with Phil Kogan in it? No. What, what, when, what was he doing on there? Was it like a cameo? It was one of the seasons. Um, <laughs> no, they were doing like a like like bombshell twist or something. I don't know the name. Like I didn't watch the season. But there was like a like a bombshell where two new house guests went in. And he, Jackie and Jeff from the blind dating season went in the house. Oh, see, I don't know if I saw him on there, but... Uh, and he was there to introduce them and everything, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, no, yeah, now I remember it, because i that's probably the only one that I watched more than a few episodes of, because Jeff and Jackie were on there. And I remember the way it worked was on the first episode, they, they brought Phil out for an interview, and it was in front of the crowd and everything, and he was talking about, you know, we had this last season of The Amazing Race, which was the... The, the love twist, the blind dating, and people in the Big Brother crowd are audibly snickering and laughing as Phil's describing the season that they had of The Amazing Race. And that, that was just, like, the saddest thing in the world. Like, when Amazing Race is getting mocked by Big Brother fans, you know you did something wrong. <laughs> That's all you had to say on that, then. <laughs> okay, apparently so. Um... <laughs> Uh, anything else on this last challenge that I missed here? Um... No, it was really weird. It was like it... Where's Waldo, like you said. Yeah, and and like there was no real challenge to it. It was like go to the nearest person. Yeah, that's not singing or lifting, and let, get the answer. Like, like I would hope. Like you know what would make it interesting if they didn't tell it verbally, but they had been given some sort of plaque. But it wasn't in English. It was in, like, Icelandic. Mm-hmm. And they had to figure out the answers. Yeah, they get someone to translate it. And then they have to tell the answer in English or some, something more interesting than just, like, hey, what's the color of the sky? Oh, it's blue today? It's yeah. blue. Congratulations, <laughs> you, got the, you get the first place. Like, here's a shot. Like, it was a mess. What is the Nothing. name of the country you are in? Iceland. Got it. Uh, I, I do want to say I love the girl who is judging them because normally they're very straight and it's, that is correct. Here is your clue. She's like, yeah, so that wasn't actually right. Do you want to like try again or something? <laughs> she was very just natural and probably not following their script at all. Um, also, yeah, she, she got fired from her television career in Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> for not following scripts. She was the runner up for Miss Iceland because we also get Miss Iceland in this episode, which... <laughs> This is back to Phil's girlfriend, so every week we're going to have Phil's new girlfriend on here. Um, I do love the interaction that they had, like I said. Uh, we'll kind of run through the teams they checked in here, first to last. Uh, not as much to talk about in these episodes as far as these teams go. So we'll kind of, I guess, go through some... We're, 
Well, I guess I'll do more preseason stuff on the end, but talk about any of your impressions preseason or on this episode. So first place was Christy and Jen. Uh, so these are the, the Team Extreme, the professional skiers, which... Hashtag Team Extreme. Hashtag Team Extreme. Uh, professional skiers, okay, so they both compete in the X Games. When I saw you know freestyle skiing, I was very excited because my favorite sport is uh, moguls, uh, which the only reason I'm recording this episode right now is because Jamie spent too much on Christmas and I didn't have the money to go to Calgary for the Moguls World Cup, which is going on today. Um, thank you very much, Jamie. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> you took my vacation from me. But I was kind of hopeful we would have like real Olympic-class skiers here. I'm not knocking them. They both were medalists in the X Games. I did find that their video maybe played themselves up a little more than they should have. It's like talking about Christy saying she's a pioneer in this sport. Like, is she like 60 years old or something? I'm not saying looking at her, she's 60 years old, but that felt like it. Oh, sorry. This is how you know we don't edit. I burp on air. <laughs> um, but they're talking about her as a pioneer in the sport. Like, I can remember watching this as a kid and women were competing the same as men. And the, the way they were trying to sell this was like, she was the first woman to ever do half pipe skiing in the X Games. And, you know, also, they, they, it looks like they both competed in one or two X Games. Like, these aren't you know, the the greatest athletes you ever get. I don't know if I, I necessarily want that. I guess it'll come down to their personalities, but their personalities didn't really strike me that much. And, you know, their competitiveness, it's okay or whatever. But I don't know. I was kind of hoping for, you know, a big star on here. Um, there's tons of great mogul skiers I'm sure they could have gotten uh, back in October. But uh, what are your impression on Christy and Jen? Um, I like them as a team. They were pretty fun. Um, they got that Phil question of are you going to be the fourth all female or whatever mm-hmm. team to win? And I could see it. They they seem like a, a tough team and they seem well rounded. Um, I know nothing about their sport that they're doing. I don't even know what it was. If you didn't say it, I probably wouldn't even know what it was. Um, so I have no comments on that. But they were fun. They were good. I we- feel like they could get a little vanilla as time goes on, just because they don't seem like there's someone who would be outrageous. Yeah. We do have two exact matches on our preseason picks, um, and they are one of them. So, <laughs> we'll Ooh, reveal dun, that dun, on dun. The end. <laughs> uh, Second place, Cody and Jessica. Anything else to add on there? I thought they were hilarious. Uh, I think Jessica's probably the more entertaining of these two. As you said, he's just, he seems, I could see why he might be a popular character on a show like Big Brother, because he just seems like a normal guy. He's not one of these douchey, you know, Big Brother guys. Uh, they. They remind me a lot of, or I think they're going to be a lot like the Amazing Race Canada, uh, Jillian and Emmett, uh, which is probably the only crossover reality team I've ever liked on any of these shows, just because they they do seem very polar opposite as well, and probably more so him. Cody seems very Emmett, like he's the calm one, you know, she's going to be the one who's screaming and yelling at him and he'll just take it. Even just the, the way that they ended this episode, you know, him saying, you know, we could only get better from here, um... And, I mean, he kind of just takes all the blame for this. Oh, it was all my fault. But just very, like, okay, it's over, it's done with. But they're not, like, obnoxious competitors. So I was surprised how much I liked them. And uh, I'll kind of reveal my preseason pick here. I basically have them in exactly the spot the most Survivor or Big Brother contestants end up on Amazing Race. Uh, and after episode one, I would totally change that. Like, they, they have to be one of the front runners. Yeah, they were they were good. I I was surprised how much I liked them because I was like I don't know anything about them. 
they're probably going to not maybe not leave an impression. I don't know. Like I, I was a little weirded out. They're like, we fell in love in the Big Brother house. <laughs> like, okay, well, you'll probably break up soon. Yeah, um, like all the others. <laughs> like every other like reality couple, save for Rob and Amber or whatever. Like, um, so I wasn't loving their like preseason stuff. But they were really interesting. Like, Jessica had so many funny moments. Like, though, it tastes good. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes them good for The Amazing Race is that The Amazing Race is probably the one top, one of the reality shows that caters best to deadpan humor. Yeah. Which seems exactly what Cody would do. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, I'll listen sometimes. (laughs) And it's just like. That's something that like he delivers that wouldn't translate on Survivor, and I don't know how it would translate on Big Brother, but like it translates so well in The Amazing Race. So I think that they're definitely in for the long haul. Hopefully they're no, not a Seth and Olive where they're taken out by a U-turn or some major twist. Um, number three, Henry and Evan, uh, a.k.a. Vankin Ashton. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Like, no joke, you look at the... As soon as I saw all the teams on here, when you see them up close, you don't get it. But when they show, you know, just all the teams on one page and you just have to click on their profiles, I'm like, Van Kanashton are back. Like, I legitimately thought it was Van Kanashton. Even just down to the whole personalities, like the very, you know, uh, educated, straight. uh, I don't know if she's, again, probably going to be feistier than him, but they seem like they're kind of fun. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be amazing. They're definitely going to be better than Vank and Ashton, but uh, I, I was shocked to see them in third place. Like, I don't know where they, this is another one of those messed up things in an episode one. Uh, How did they get to third place? I have no idea. Uh, Are they the most entertaining team in the world? No, but I I can't wait for the debating challenge. Like you said, which we know is going to come up at some point. Um, yeah, they were definitely surprising, as we can we'll probably talk about when we get to my preseason predictions of them. Um, I had no faith in them at all. They seemed like they were like all they talked about was them being from Yale and being smart and being well re- like ready for the race and everything. But I was like, they're going to be so overwhelmed. They're not going to be ready for physical challenges. They're not going to be ready to do all these things that were that you're required to do. But they were they were impressive. I do wonder. We talked about this last season when it was Megan and Courtney when they won that leg. Oh, yeah. And then they were, like, eliminated the next week (laughs) or the week after. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, it was early on in the season. So I was, like, it's very hard to tell, like, after these first two legs how well they'll do. It's, Mm -hmm. like, the third episode is a pattern. Like, after that, you kind of see where they're going to end up. So I'm questioning whether or not they'll continue this. Because I could see them being easily eliminated next if there's a really hard challenge where she's up to it or he's up to it or just something like that they're not capable of. So I, I'm hesitant on seeing them progress. And just like Vank and Ashton, I don't know which one is which. Like Henry and Evan, how do you – like I, I couldn't ever figure out which one was Vank and which one was Ashton because I have no idea whether either of those names are male or female and with this one, obviously, they're both male names, Henry and Evan. Uh, I got really confused because I'm just looking at my preseason rankings here, and I have them listed as Henry and Yale. So <laughs> which one Henry is... Henry and Wizard. I'm going to assume Henry being a very masculine name, that Henry is the guy and Evan is the girl. Do I have it right? That's what I've been going by. But I honestly have no idea. Okay. Like, I, it could be the other way, but I would doubt it. I would doubt it more if it was that, but I don't know. Uh, team number four, 
Uh, now, here's one I thought was going to be all over the show, and again, didn't really exist that much. Trevor and Chris, the violinist, team well hung. Uh, <laughs> got Jamie's attention in this episode. Hey, Jamie, look, they got a team well hung. She goes, Is that what they're actually called? I'm like, no, well strung. She turned away. Uh, <laughs> so well hung here. I mean, it's a very clever idea. I know I've seen groups like this. Uh, you know, these these violin pop groups or whatever. It's it's kind of clever, but they really showed no personality in this episode. Yeah, I did not get much from them this episode, which is very opposite of what I put in my preseason predictions. Um, I had high hope for them, but this episode was very crazy in editing, so I'm assuming that we'll see more of these teams. Like, it's hard to show all six six teams, 11 teams <laughs> on this first episode. Um like and give them equal airtime and everything. It, it's just it's not easy. And depending on where they were in the challenges, how easy they did it, it's a, it's hard to tell. So they probably just suffered from that. But I, they definitely seem very strong for violinists. Like <laughs> for violinists, like, violinists like they are have, notoriously weak people. Well, for a profession where you normally just sit down all the time, they have very like their six packs and everything. So. Mm-hmm. I definitely see them as being very capable, so I definitely think they'll be long for the race. I hope so, for my predictions at least. Um, next one, we have you or your cousin. We haven't quite figured out. There is an A. Rossi on this season. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it you? Are you related to this Rossi? Uh, what do you know about him? What are your thoughts on him? I don't think we saw lots in this episode other than a lot, uh, lots of times where they're like, I will sleep on his couch and... Uh, you know, I drive a car for a living, so let's work that in here. I had no idea how famous this guy was until Ben was asking last night if we were covering The Amazing Race or when we were recording. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a guy on there that, you know, has the name Rossi. And he's like, oh, what does he do for a living? And I'm like, oh, he's like an indie car driver. He goes, is that Alex Rossi? Like, he freaked out because he's interviewed him. Like, Ben even sent me a picture that he took after he interviewed Alex Rossi here. Uh, so I guess he's like very famous. Like he won the Indy 500 and everything. But any relation between you and Rossi and other Rossi? Um, I think that's just me in the future. I think that's just <laughs> my eventual career path. But it's being played now. So so I know how to change my life or whatever. It, it's very messy. Time travel. You know, all that stuff. Very confusing. But um, I really liked this team. Like they were honestly, I, I would have to say they were my favorite team. This like, really? like, like I don't know why. I just thought they were so interesting. Like, they got a lot about the couch. Like they were talking about Miss Iceland, Miss Iceland about he lives on his couch, <laughs> and he's and Rossi is like, I want it back. <laughs> um, I just I don't know. I just thought they were really enjoyable. I thought they showed them some of the most personality on the entire race. Like them. And Cody and Jessica were like the top two teams in my opinion. And I'm, I don't know. I'm really excited to see them. And I was kind of surprised how much personality Rossi had. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see them. I'm hoping they do well. Yeah. And again, I'm not knocking, you know, you saying that they're a fun team or whatever. I didn't mind them. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of teams that we probably saw more of in their preseason than we saw in this episode. Um, but it definitely looks like they're going to be playing up on the whole race car driver thing. Like in the preview, did you watch the preview for the rest of the season? No. Okay. There's a couple of things in there, which we'll be able to talk about on the end here. 
um, which which actually I think might make it interesting. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of shots of Alex is driving a car. Uh, is Connor just a failed IndyCar driver? Like, can you find out? Can you do some research? Can you call up cousin <sighs> Alex? Come on. Well, I mean, the, 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 even Phil's basically making him feel like a loser here in this episode. What's, what's his name? It, uh, Connor uh, Rossi. I don't know what's his no, name. It... <laughs> This is not fun. See, I'm, I'm. We know they're never coming on the show. Connor Daly, C O N O R D A L Y. Um, do you do you see anything on him? Is he is he a loser? Like <laughs> Connor Daly, he got a Wikipedia page, so he's not. Okay, well, I mean, in all fairness, Survivor Oz had a Wikipedia page that mentions both you and I on it, and we're spending our Saturday night talking about a man sleeping on another man's couch. He has a podium on something. He has no wins. But he has a podium place on something. I can't find it. It's very hard to... Um, <laughs> he has a podium win. <laughs> he's won races. He's got first in the the MRF Challenge Formula 2000 Oh, race. of course. And the Star Mazda Championship. He has first place in that. And he has a few third places and stuff. But nothing major in Indy series. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just had a curiosity. I'm going to see if we're still on <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you ever see that? What? The IndyCar? No, not the IndyCar. Uh, the Survivor Oz Wikipedia page. No. Yeah, I don't even see it here anymore. But it, it it's funny because it actually did say, uh, you know, uh, notable guest hosts or co-hosts Oh, include, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And both you and I were mentioned. It basically was Noah, me, you, and Kristen. Wasn't um, it the, just the winners of the the top five of the best oslet? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're notable. Bridget Velturo just missed out on being on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, hello, Bridget, if you're listening. <laughs> we know you're not. Um, all right, so moving down. If you are, please give us a shout out. Yeah, give us a shout. Uh, I'm sure you're sleeping uh, on somebody's subscribe couch. Subscribe right? to the podcast. She's sleeping on Kate's couch right now. They're going to be on the next season of The Amazing Race. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't doubt it. And it'll be like some podcaster's edition of The Amazing Race. Yes. Oh, we can totally be on that. Um, you and Jamie. Yes. Oh, well, no. Jamie's already told me so many times. Like, I think that legitimately Noah was suspecting I was auditioning for or going to be on The Amazing Race at one point. Because he kept saying, you and Jamie need to go on there. You and Jamie need to go on there. And you guys have no idea how lazy Jamie really is. <laughs> like, Jamie just got back from the gym. Don't get me wrong. Like, she, she likes to be active every once in a while. But she has flat out told me when watching The Amazing Race, like, nah, I'm too lazy to do that. I feel like if the rules weren't in place, you know, the season five, the pre-Chip and Kim rule, where you could do as many roadblocks as you want, and it's like, who's doing this one? And Kim's like, you again, you again, you again. That would have been us. Um, I'd probably have a better shot with you on The Amazing Race than I would with Jamie. Thanks. Um, and then you can sleep on my couch too. Because uh, <laughs> we'll rather be on Amazing Race Canada than US. Uh, Joey and Tim, competitive eaters, team chomp. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad for the ones that get these team names. Uh, I just want to say these guys, they're, they're hilarious. The fact that they came out like in wrestling get up is great. Uh, the whole thing about, oh, you store all your food in the bottom of your shoe and all that. And, you know, just the way they're introduced, giving all the statistics. This is the way competitive eaters are. Like, you would assume them to be 600 pounds, but most of them are these really tiny guys. 
Uh, I think these guys are going to be insanely entertaining on the show, but they're also going to be one of these ones that's probably going to fail miserably every single week. And, I mean, them showing up right in the middle, I think, just plays right into that. I love these guys. Thank you. We agree on two things. Wow, it's a miracle. <laughs> um, I don't. I love them. I just, I they definitely suffered a little bit from the editing and like the lack of you know airtime on all teams, but they were so good. It was on the they were on the first challenge, and the guy, one of the whoever did it, I don't even know, was like, maybe I should work out more. <laughs> and I was just like, I love this. I was just like, I love them. They're so great. Um, I definitely want to see them a lot more. And I hope they do well because I like them so much and I want them to stay. But part of me is like, they're probably more like Megan and Courtney out of anything. Yeah. But please be the next Justin and Diana. Like, <laughs> bring it home. Um, here's a really weird team. And there's there's very few of these teams. Most of the ones I'm talking about are just what I thought preseason. This team, I thought nothing of them preseason. The only thing I wrote in my notes was Team Baywatch. Uh, they're weird and in kind of a fun way. This is like, you know, she's this evil taskmaster, and he's just the subservient guy. Uh, she kind of has this weird serial killer thing going on about her, Brittany. <laughs> uh, tell me I'm wrong on this. Like, I was watching this thinking this... I wasn't really paying that close attention the first few times she talked. And I'm just like, wow, she sounds like the most boring human being on the planet. And then I listened to the things she said, and I'm like, wow, she sounds like she's completely insane and probably going to snap at some point, but her tone of voice will never change. This is going to be one interesting character. And him, I think, it was kind of fun at the end where they talk about, you know, all the mistakes they made. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess all the mistakes were yours. He goes, well, I'm a guy. I guess that's the way it is. Like, oh, she totally has this guy whipped. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, he just goes along with it. Like, tell me what you think of Brittany and Lucas. Um, I did not, I feel like their bios did not match who they were on the season, or at least so far what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought they were going to be, like, at each other's throats. And, like, they're like, oh, we've been together nine years. And I was like, what? That does not, because I had this mindset, like, there is this, um, did you watch the Australian Amazing Race or no? I saw seasons two and three. Okay. Because there was this team on the first season that they were like a dating couple and they were at each other's throats the entire time. They're always fighting. And I was like, all right, that is them. They're just like that team. And they were like, she made one comment, which I loved, by the way, of the, if we're if you're wrong, I'm just going to be passive aggressive about it. And I will haunt you for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. <laughs> and it will go and in, seep into your bones. And it's just like, I love her. Yeah, she, she is so great. nuts. <laughs> and then she's like, at the end, she's like, aren't the women always in control or whatever or something? Mm. And then Miss Ison's like, yeah, it's right. <laughs> and she's I, like, I Phil, get down her. and tie my shoe. <laughs> there, I, I expect a lot more from her. I don't know how they're going to do, because they were probably the least visible, probably one of the least visible, save for the twins, this race. Like, I want to see more of them. I want to see this relationship play out because if it's the way it is now, I'm good. And if it gets even worse, I'm better. I want like one of the competition to just drop dead and it becomes like a clue, like murder mystery. And everybody's looking at her. She's like, don't blame me. I have an alibi. I would never do something like that. Yes, I would. And she just starts whispering and just haunting people. 
this lady is nuts. She's going to kill somebody. I guarantee. By the end of the season, a murder will be committed on The Amazing Race. You mark my words. This is like, what was that TV show um, about the guy who was a doctor but a serial killer? Dexter. Dexter, yeah. She is the lifeguard version of Dexter. <laughs> she She's goes out there. Drown. Yeah, she, she saves people's lives. And then when somebody's not looking, she goes out there and she drowns them herself. Or she'll drown them so she can rescue them. And then when she takes them home, she dissects them. Like, this lady is so messed up. It's great. Uh, I'm just going to create a character. We're going to create fan fiction for Lucas and Brittany on this season. <laughs> Start working on your story, Rossi. You expect it next week. Uh, <laughs> first assignment due. Um, okay, so who is after Lucas and Brittany? We're not up to the basketball players yet. Um, the Twins, okay. Uh, they were eighth place. All right. <laughs> Nothing else to add on the twin firefighters. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay, they do one thing I thought is that their like body type is completely opposite of the way they speak. What like, do you mean? Like their body type like screams like New York hipster like has like coffee and their chai teas and I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> but then their accents are so deep south like it is like I, I don't know. Like, like it is just they just stand against each other, and like I was so confused when I started talking. I don't know. That was just me. I, I, I I'm gonna watch the next episode and just imagine them ordering a rooibos tea. That's what I'm gonna picture from now on with them. Good. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else to add on there. I think you gave them more life than they gave themselves in this episode. Uh, so here's where we get to talk about the show a little bit. So the NBA players. Which, by the way, I also predicted to be in the typical spot you expect to see former NBA players on The Amazing Race. Um, wasn't that far off. I mean, we got so much out of them at that roadblock. And this is what I really want to talk about. So they show up. They're in eighth place, which when they checked in at eighth, I was legitimately like, there are three teams left in this race. Where did I miss this? But they get the penalty. Now, the penalty is because you can't help a teammate. He says something about pay attention to your T's and your O's. What were the two letters he said? Like P and O or T and O? I think it was P and O, but that yeah. could be wrong. Whatever he said, oh, just pay attention to those letters. And you heard him in the background. Now, did you catch that when it happened in the episode? Yeah, I, I was like, that's weird. Like, at first, I thought it was weird that he knew the letters that were mm-hmm. in the... I, I didn't at the time know if there was a P in it, but I, definitely the O's were his big concern. But it was like, oh, that's weird. How did he even know that? But I, I, just, I definitely thought it was weird. I didn't think that they were going to get called out for it at the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't note it. Because have we ever seen that before? Like, this is a new rule. And they started arguing it there a little bit. It's like, I didn't even hear him say that. And they're like, it didn't even help me. It's like, it, it feels like, yeah, he's almost uncovered. It's like, it uh, doesn't matter. It's the rule. You know, I got to make you sit over there in the corner. And then he sits him in the corner, which is great. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. He's like, I'm going to need you to sit over there in the corner. <laughs> Think about what you've done. <laughs> time out. There is no help. Time out. No helping anybody. <laughs> um, it is especially weird that this is a rule. And I'm not debating it. I think it makes sense. And it's one of these things where it's like you have to enforce it one way or the other. If you took a cab when you're supposed to travel on foot and it took you twice as long because your cab driver didn't speak English and he took the wrong way or he got a flat tire is it still fair that you got the penalty? Yes, because you still broke a rule. I guess all the rules are spelled out. We've never seen this on the show before. Yeah. I guarantee. Have they, have they shown it before? Yeah. Who got I, hit by this rule? It was, I don't know what season. 
I'm really bad at knowing which people, but it was the the Bates Motel mom and son team. Oh, that was a recent season, wasn't it? I think it was maybe Justin and Diana season, if I'm not, I don't know. But I don't remember the penalty, that's the only thing. Yeah, but the mother, I think, was helping the son or vice versa, mm-hmm. and she was like, they were like, oh, did you check all of them, or don't forget to do that, or something, mm-hmm. and then Phil was like, yeah, you helped him, penalty. Yeah, and I mean, it is kind of weird, because you do have another team helping another team in this one, and that's okay, but helping your partner is not, even though the partner can't really be of assistance. So I understand why the rules there. I'm not debating. Like, this is going to be one of these things where the fans are like, they were robbed. This should have never happened. But uh, well, I feel it's like fair. The, they do express that the, um, like the roadblock is a task specifically designed, as if this was like one of the first seasons, Phil would be like a roadblock. It's a task that one person must perform. So I feel like based on that, like it's, you can only like really help people who are doing it like like i don't well, think that it, uh. yeah and that makes sense <laughs> but at the same time i think it was one of the most recent seasons where there was a swimming challenge or somebody had to be going into a pool over and over again and trying to do something or trying to dive maybe it was one of the diving ones i don't know and we had the other team member saying it's okay and they were giving them a pep talk in the middle of it now that's probably going to provide more help than actually throwing out there pay attention to your o's and p's so i mean it's it's one of these things where if they don't want fans to complain they're gonna have to enforce this pretty hard in the future because we see people all the time saying it's okay you got this take a breather and they actually will come over and talk to them face to face i believe in you it's all right that's gonna help them more than getting them to pay attention to a few letters but again i'm not mad at this whole rule it made it for a fun end of the episode and i don't think it would have been otherwise it still would have been because we had a foot race to the finish but the idea that you're waiting out this penalty, I think the only time that happened was uh, it was either the most recent season of Amazing Race Canada or it was season 29 where somebody was waiting out a penalty and it's like, you know, are we going to make it in time? And they made it and there was probably a few minutes to go because we didn't even see the other teams there yet. But they were playing it like, you know, any time now the other teams could check in. On this one, they did. So, I mean, we'll talk about the last two teams, but let's just talk about this whole race to the finish here. Uh, you said this was great. I, I wrote down in my notes, it was a great 28 seconds for the episode. Um, I didn't mind the rest of the episode, but I mean, this was obviously the strength. And I wish that they played out. I mean, there's tons of times we've seen in The Amazing Race where they will drag something out through the editing longer than it really should go. This would have been a great opportunity. I think this could have really made the episode if they had just dragged this out as long as possible. We get the clock ticking and we're cutting to people going all over the place and jumping over barricades. I mean, it was a real race at the end. Yeah, it's very much like the first scissors and the second season finale with that foot race. Like, mm-hmm. it was really close. They had to do that, like, stop motion picture thing at the end. In the to, like, frame, yeah. Yeah, to check, like, to make sure that, every, like, who was there. Like, that is, like, intense, like, checking. So, like, it was really close. Like, it wasn't something that they could edit. Like, oh, maybe this team's going to check in. Or, or maybe it's this team. But it was, mm-hmm. like, they were literally all there and it's hard to tell who's who because they weren't wearing their colors or whatever so you're like all a jumble of these four women at around the same height and same body type it was just like uh, it was a mess and it was it was definitely like a surprise ending on the first leg of the race and the fact that phil said to the the nba guys there all right i can check you in now or, or even before he said i can check you in he's like we've got this much time left and i'm seeing some teams there who are coming 
towards us now. Like Phil is actually giving you a run by run uh, or play yeah, by like play. Yeah, Jeff Probst commentary. Yeah, it's like a Jeff Probst uh, running commentary here, where he's like, "Okay, I can check you guys in in about thirty seconds, and we have a team over there. We got another team racing, and you're actually thinking watching this. I want to see even more than this. Like they could have dragged it out even longer. I don't mean to be critical of a really great part of the episode, but like, man, this could have gone for five minutes. I think it would have made for great TV. Yeah, it was definitely high, one of the highlights of this episode. And just going through, I guess, the, the last three teams here then. So um, NBA players, I mean, <laughs> they're pretty much falling exactly where all retired athletes fall in the show. They're not that great. Um, they, they had good drama on this episode. Uh, I like that they actually pleaded their case with Phil. They're like, no, I didn't listen. I didn't hear him say that, you know. Um, any Anything I'm missing here on them or anything I'm missing as far as not really giving these guys much hope in the race? So I'm so over them. Goodbye. <laughs> Anything in particular that rubbed you the wrong way? I thought it was so obnoxious that it was like, well, I didn't even do that. Like, yeah. that wasn't what I was saying. I didn't hear it. Like, it's just. Well, I think it's, it's a like, valid point to make if you didn't hear it at all. No, like, but Show me like, the footage, Phil. It's like you said it like, it's like when people are like, well, I was edited to be such a bad person. But like, you said it. You said it. Mm-hmm. Like, and. And it's like, well, you got your, you were like caught stealing the cookies, like just, just deal with it. Like, I get being mad, but like, he's, you can't just yell at Phil like that. Don't get mad at Phil. <laughs> you can't yell at Phil. This show is starring him. He has his own credit. This isn't Jeff Probst here. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was just over them. I did love that. Like, part of their downfall was because they were helping the team in last place. Yeah. <laughs> solve. It. I just, I thought that was the best thing. Um, April and Sarah, Team Goat Yogurt. <laughs> you have a new name. Uh, really weird profession. It's going to take all season to figure out what it is they do. It looked like it was a dog show almost. Like they they take goats and turn into like these these best in show acts, but it's also exercise for you because you're straddling a goat. I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, their fight was probably one of the other highlights of the episode. I do feel like it was a bit of a put-on in this episode, but maybe that's just because everybody else was so passive that, you know, you have one team coming out there just ripping each other to pieces or one person ripping the other one to pieces. It stood out a little bit more. But, I mean, still, I think they could be a very fun team. Yeah, I was really ready for them. I was like, all right, they're the team eliminated. But they got so much airtime. And I was like, they're not going to give... Like, I, I was the problem I had with the editing was I was like, oh, this team's eliminated. They're showing so much of this team. Like they had the fight, they had the makeup, they had the we're going to persevere, yeah. we got goat yoga, we got all this. And they were part of a foot race. They were the team that won a foot race. Like, they, <laughs> like they're like they the Aaron and Deb of the season. Like, like the gimmicky team that's like really out of place. And they won a foot Destined race. for like, last. Yeah, like I was shocked. Like I was completely shocked that they were safe. I was, I was, uh, even in the foot race, I was like, oh, these goat yoga ladies are out. Like, there's no way these women are winning the foot race against these, like, fit women. Like, and I was shocked. I was shocked. Um, last place team, a bit of a disappointment. We don't need to to talk about them. Let's move on. You don't want to talk, you don't want to talk about Desi and Kayla? They were so boring. They were kind of boring on this. It's disappointing. They don't know how to park a car. Yeah, it was one thing there. Which I was I was honestly thinking that was going to end with, you know, somebody else trying to back out and hitting their car or something like 
the setup just was building towards something that never <laughs> happened. Um, building up to a good parking job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought based on their preseason bio, they had potential. You know, for one, they're, they're the ring girls thing. Uh, we always get these teams of the models who are like, everybody's going to underestimate us just because we're beautiful women. This time, though, <laughs> I feel like teams probably would have underestimated them because the way the show's setting them up is model slash ring girls. But if you actually read their bio, they're like extremely athletic and very outdoorsy and the type of people you would expect to do well on The Amazing Race. So much so that... Um, as we go to our preseason picks here, I had them in my top four. So I was really off with them. You were almost dead on. You had them second last. We'll go through all our preseason stuff in a minute, but you had them second last. What, why was it even preseason? You said this team is destined to be the second worst of the season. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily the second worst. Like, well, second I last. Try, I mean, I try to take in like all of it. Like, I try to think about past teams' performances that are in their archetype. I try to think about u-turns i try to think about all these kinds of things even though i have no idea how the season's gonna go i just try and factor in that so part of it was their archetype was gonna i thought they were kind of those miami realtors that were just like (laughs) those teams that are like they they like they talk up themselves they're like we're we're definitely gonna be underestimated we're stronger than we look and they definitely may be like as you said in their bios they definitely were a lot tougher and more active than the show let on. But it's just like, they're not the teams that are like the teams that would fight for it. They're not a Justin Diana that are going to go all out. Yeah. They're not one of these, um, not even the NBA players that are like some people who like risk injury and like, they're not someone who's had to fight as much as some of these other teams. So they don't seem like someone that would do as well. Um, I had a different impression of them. Like you, and I do agree. I kind of compare it to the past teams or, you know, that's how you're usually able to pick the ones who are the first ones to go like the Miami realtors or whatever obvious, you know, first boot team. Um, (laughs) although I was looking at Tiffany and Krista and thinking this is going to be a team that has no right to be in the top four. That's probably gonna make the top four, which is why I picked them in fourth place. Um, obviously I was dead wrong on that one. I'm kind of sad they're gone just because it doesn't give me a lot of hope for the rest of my season. <laughs> but uh, do you want to run I down? I want to hear this. I want to hear this. <laughs> you, well, I'll, okay, I'll go first here. I'll run down what my preseason picks were here. Uh, and you can see how... And then we'll, we'll kind of go through our preseason picks, just running them down, and then say, after this episode, is there anything that you would have changed? Not that we will change it. We'll kind of go through this the whole season. But uh, I had last place April and Sarah. So to me, they are like... The, oh. the dead last team. And you use their their like gimmick, so I know who you're talking goat about. Goat yogurt. Okay, well, I can't. I wrote I them like, down as real names. <laughs> so goat yogurt was my last place team. Okay. Uh, Cody and Jessica, big brother. I had them second last because let's be honest, that's Allison and Donnie. That's Ethan and oh. Jenna. That's uh, <laughs> um, I guess Whitney and whoever. Uh, Whitney and tall guy. Yeah, Whitney and tall guy. The typical reality crossover teams do not do well on here. So I kind of figured they would have been the Ethan and Jenna spot here. Um, NBA, I had them in third last because that's, again, where NBA players usually fall. Who are Eric and Daniel? I don't even know the gimmick here. See, this is the problem with some of these invisible people. Those are the twins. The twins. Okay. I had them. Obviously, they didn't make much impression on me preseason either. I had them in fourth last. 
Uh, so eighth place. Seventh, I had Henry and Yale. <laughs> they gave Van Kenashton. The Yale Wizards. The Yale Wizards, yeah. Um, Hashtag Van Kenashton. Yeah. I, I mean, again, that's kind of just where you expect a team like this to go. Uh, Trevor and Chris, that's well hung, right? <laughs> yeah. Were they? <laughs> like, we got to rebrand them. They're hashtags. Hashtag well hung. Uh, <laughs> um, I had Joey and Tim. Who were Joey and Tim? Uh, competitive eaters, the hot dog. Eaters, yeah. So I had them in fifth place. Again, is the fun team that barely scrapes by, but you know that they're not going to last. Uh, fourth place, I had Desi and Kayla, based off the whole Tiffany and Krista thing. My top three. So this is what I thought preseason would be the finale. I have third place, uh, Rossi's cousin and uh, mm-hmm. homeless guy on the couch, Connor. <laughs> so they're my third place team. Uh, Christy and Jen, which I just gave away yours because I said we had a, a dead match on one. Uh, they're my second place team, and I picked preseason Lucas and Brittany to be number one because mm-hmm. I saw that they were lifeguards, uh, so I knew they would be athletic, and they seemed really boring preseason, so I thought <laughs> Kelsey and Joey all over again. <laughs> wow, you know their names. I remembered their names, but partly that's because I was just looking at their season on Wikipedia, uh, comparing some of the past winners and everything. So, yeah, Lucas and Brittany were my number one pick. Now, all I'll say just really quickly here so we can wrap this up. After this episode, I give way more credit to Cody and Jessica. They're going to shoot up in mine. I'm feeling pretty comfortable with most of my preseason rankings, except Lucas and Brittany don't know if they're going to be number one, but if they are, I'm just going to keep them there. I'm not changing anything. Mostly I'll just say Cody and Jessica shoot way up for me. My turn? Your turn. Preseason. All right. So in last, I put the Yale Wizards... I just thought they were going to be completely out of element. So, but they seem to have surprised me so far. We'll see the last. Um, then I had the box girls, which was pretty close. I was still one mm-hmm. first, one team off. Um, and I got the goat yogurts, <laughs> the twins, the fighting couple, the NBA, the competitive eaters. Which, which was the other one that completely matched mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had the Eaters at the same five, fifth place. Um, and then the just missing out on the final four or making it in the final four. Are we going to see that twist return? Um, maybe, maybe not. Um, I had Alex and Connor. And the reason I – the team that I drew comparisons to were Andy and Tommy, who were the really strong uh, snowboarding team a few seasons, several seasons ago. And they just missed out, so I was thinking maybe they were kind of along those lines. Andy and Tommy. I gotta even see what season this was. Season it was nineteen. It was a long. Oh time. yeah, I remember. Now I look at them, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, they just seem like that team. Like they just remind me of them, of like the super strong team that could make it, but just gets just mm-hmm. eliminated. Um, and then my final three, I have Big Brother in third. And then I got the the. Female freestyle skiers in second, and then I have Well Hung winning it all. <laughs> well Hung, <laughs> and I would probably say I feel good about feel pretty good about the final three. I have, we have definitely have to see more from Well Hung, but I, otherwise, I have a strong final three. I feel like. Yeah, I mean yours. Yours looks pretty promising. Um, obviously, April and Sarah were pretty low on yours as well. We we came close to matching on a lot of these too. So 
we'll see throughout the season how close we get. I don't know if we'll do a point system or anything. This isn't like Ben's on the podcast. You know, I win. Um, <laughs> anything becomes a competition with Ben. But, uh, well, yeah, I, I guess... Well, Rossi did win this week because he was only yeah, one off. I won off. this week because I was, I was closer. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll do points. All right, points. Whoever's so, closer per, like, Yeah, per so you're, you're at a one right now. Um, well, maybe we'll do this as, like, a golf. You're at a one and I'm at a seven. Um, oh, okay. I was just going to say whoever's closer gets a point, but. Well, we could do it that way, too. Or we could just see how far off we are. All we'll do it both ways. Fine. You do it your way. I'll do it my way, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Um, okay, Rossi wins this round. Uh, so next week, you didn't see the preview. They didn't show a preview for next week. What they did show is a preview for what's coming up this season. And I try not to pay too close attention to these because I remember when reality shows first started doing this, people were complaining, they're spoiling everything. We're going to know who goes week after week. Yeah, kind of are, I guess, if you pay that close attention to it. Oh, one other question I had. What are the bags they were carrying to the finish line? Oh, I noticed that. They seemed like they all had the same... yeah. Um, the thing, but they also were wearing the same logo that they had on their hats too. Mm-hmm. So it looked like they had done like a group shopping trip or something. Like I don't know. It was like there they must all have had been a this... challenge that was cut of this episode because I saw the first team carrying it, and then I'm like, oh, maybe they just didn't have a backpack or something. And then every other team, some teams were carrying like six of these bags too. Like it was really weird. Uh, yeah, it was weird. I they looked like they went like. Shopping at the mall before they even went on the race. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird. And they didn't have it before they went to the Viking. Uh, they didn't have it in <laughs> New York. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. We'll we'll get Phil on the show and uh, give us the answers to these. So anyways, they previewed some of the stuff that's coming up. Um, one of the twists that's coming up is familiar to Amazing Race Canada fans, which is the face-off. So they're going to have a face-off on the season. And they pitch it to the teams, like, for the first time ever, teams will go head-to-head, and they show what the face-off is. Um, So I I love the face-off. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I'm glad they're bringing it on here. The other thing they're doing, I'm not sure, and maybe they were just promoting it a certain way, and it's not going to be that big of a deal, but they basically are showing teams at one point, and Phil's talked to them saying, you're going to swap partners. So is this something... Whoa for a one challenge I'm thinking okay you have to swap your partners but then how is it a race anymore the only other thing I could think of is that maybe if you know we have a non-elimination leg or something like that and the last two teams are really close or something and it's like well you have to swap partners for the first challenge or whatever and then switch back like but again how do you even it's just I can't even wrap my head around how partner swapping works into the amazing race that would only work would have worked last season really I don't know how because, they would yeah, do it. You could change. You could choose your partners. Yeah. Yeah, when you don't know the person beforehand, but like, how would that work? Like, Brittany paired up with one of the goat yoga ladies. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I mean, Can that would be pretty interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm curious to see if it's probably just like some sort of challenge thing. Maybe it's like an intersection that they used to do. Maybe some sort of variation on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely curious. Um. Yeah, I'm hoping it comes up soon because this is going to be bothering me every single week. And I don't want to start a segment of how do they partner swap in this uh, show here. But overall, let's just rank this now. So buy it, rent it, bin it. Rossi, you want the honors of going first? Is that a no? You don't want the honors of going first? Am I going first? 
Are you gone? Are you on mute? Did you hang up on me? Rossi's calling back in now. He hung up on me because something I said angered him. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, just, I have no just time to edit this, people. Voice. <laughs> um, did you hear me say, would you want to buy this rented Bennett? <laughs> no, I just thought. Okay, um, so do you want to buy this rented or Bennett? <laughs> uh, what does that mean? I don't like these games. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um... It's a tough one. It really is, because the editing is like such a bin, mm-hmm. but all the drama was kind of a, re- a buy. I'm just going to rent it, because I'm torn. Okay. I'm torn, too. I'm going to bin it, though, uh, just because I remember us binning episode one of The Amazing Race Canada, and at least I think we binned episode one of The Amazing Race Canada, and looking back, I think I enjoyed that one a little bit more than this one. Uh, this definitely had its problems. Um I'm I'm pretty optimistic about the season though because I think we got a good cast and uh, the last couple seasons have kind of slowly gotten better too after season 26 on, so yeah it's not going to be that bad. Um, and I'm looking forward to the face off, uh, and I want to see Brittany kill somebody in their sleep. <laughs> um, one other segment we want to do here, Kristen, who of course joined us on many of our Amazing Race Oz on our old show and even joined us on the Amazing Race season 29 uh, that we did. <laughs> and Survivor coverage. Yet. And Survivor. She's been on Survivor this week, too. Um, we're going to do the Kristen Tweet of the Week. Uh, this week, have you been able to decide between the two, or is this kind of like you're torn as well? Or are you just Very torn. Um, you're torn? I think, I think I'm going to have to go with the first tweet she did, uh, which is, at, we can follow Kristen at, at Kristen <laughs> X Marie. It's K-R-I-S-T-A-N-X-M-A-R-I-E. <laughs> if anyone really wants to follow Kristen and her live tweets. Um, So the Kristen tweet of the week is, yes, I'm watching the hashtag Amazing Race premiere. I just haven't had anything to say. (laughs) Um, We had plenty to say in this. I didn't think we'd go an hour on this one. We've gone an hour and a half. Uh, Kristen tweet of the week coming soon uh, or coming every week to the Oz Network. Uh, I've been in a rented on this one, so the rest of the season coming up, as I said, do I have that? I should have. I should have done my research and uh, figured out what the the airing schedule is. Um, it, it was weird. Whatever it was, we're gonna have like a couple of individual weeks, and there's gonna be a lot of double episodes this season. Um, I don't think I have here right now. Well, maybe we'll come back with that next week. But yeah, it, we really only have less than two months, I guess, to cover this show. Uh, the double episodes, uh, kind of like old rules. If we have a non-elimination and it's held over to the next week. You may have to wait an extra week to hear us. Otherwise, we'll be back here every single week. It's not that it's not that hard to do, Rossi. Um, and we got to get in practice for some other shows that are coming up as well. Uh, outside of Amazing Race, what other coverage do we have? Ben and I reviewed the first episode of Nine One One, which is Ryan Murphy's new show. We're not really going to be covering that every week, but I guess sort of like our reviews, we're going to be uh, you know every once in a while a new show starts, we'll do a review of the first episode, and then we'll just kind of go from there and see where it is. Uh, a couple of movie episodes that are going to be coming out soon. Uh, I'll have a solo review of The Shape of Water, uh, which is Guillermo del Toro's very weird movie about a sea creature in the Cold War. Um, It's, I think, probably one of the frontrunners winning Golden Globe this week. We're going to be having an Oscar coverage coming up with a bunch of movies as well. Olympics Month, where Ben and I will be talking about I, Tanya or Cool Runnings first, so one or the other. Uh, 
Rossi, any other TV shows that you're watching right now that you want to give uh, a, uh, a, a, I don't know, an idea, throw an idea out there for us that we should cover the first episode of? Any new shows that uh, we're missing here other than 911? Um, I don't know. Um, Amazing Race. Okay. Amazing Race and 911, the only shows we'll be covering from now on. Uh, other than that, Ben's got some interviews coming up with some Nip Tuck or third watch people one really exciting one which uh, i can't spoil yet because it hasn't happened and if i say it it probably won't happen but i'll be listening to that one and of course listen to our best of episode like seriously not to toot our own horn but rossi and i both listened to the best of episode which i think i put together i don't know maybe a half an hour of clips for if that for this you know hour 45 minute long show uh and there was so much good stuff on there that i did i listened to it just some of the stuff of episodes i wasn't on it's a hilarious episode rossi we are hilarious people can i just say I know I am. Thank you. We're amazing. Um, You'll hear tons of great stuff on there. You'll hear some lost stuff with Ben and Noah. Uh, You'll hear some (laughs) weird moments of Jamie ogling men, some weird moments of Jamie ogling herself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'll hear Ben creating ethnic slurs for alien species that don't exist. (laughs) A lot of of fun Some snoring. Some snoring. Yes, somebody falls asleep on the air. Seriously, listen to the best of episode. It Tune really in is to find out. Yeah, it, it's great. Um, and props to us. Pat on the back for a job well done in 2017. Uh, so Amazing Race uh, will carry us through at least the end of February, as will the lead up to the Olympics and everything. But that is uh, it for us this week. And uh, let me just say, my name is Colin, and Iceland is in the North Atlantic. Its capital city is Reykjavik. And I'm Rossi, and four is out, and nine is out. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.